Welcome to the June 27th episode of the Bench Boys Podcast. On this episode, Jared and Tyler discuss the NHL draft and the official start of free agency. After being hyped up as one of the busiest draft days we've seen in a long time, day one of the draft was a dud. With just a single trade that only involved teams swapping picks, it was quite the letdown. Day two saw some actual player movement before and during the draft, but the damage was already done for the weekend. William Carlson was the first big RFA to come off the board this week as Vegas inked him to an eight-year, $5.9 million per season deal. This will probably be one of those pretty good team-friendly deals when all is said and done, but that's what we all say. Next up, we discuss the bulk of the NHL's list of RFAs that need new contracts this summer. There's lots of Canadian content on this list, but definitely a couple of surprises as well. Offer sheets are also top of mind when it comes to this list, as most of the media is brought up time and time again, and we give our thoughts on what we think will happen. Last but not least, the UFA class of 2019 ends our episode. Seems a little lackluster without Eric Carlson topping that list, but there's still plenty of talent looking to get overpaid this year. As was said multiple times in the episode, the amount of NHL defensemen this year is driving the player price through the roof, so it's definitely not a good time to be a team struggling with your back end. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the episode. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. So why not plug in and listen to us, rant about our favorite scenes. We can sit in. Talk all day, but we got bills to pay. So for now, we're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the June 27th episode of the Bench Boys Podcast. Uh, I'm back with Jared on this episode. Hello, everybody. And we may hear from Brett coming from the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> or not shadows, if you look at that camera. From the shadow room. <clears throat> um, first order of business, I think we should congratulate the 2019 Hockey Hall of Fame inductees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wickenheiser, Guy Carboneau, uh... I don't even know how to say his name. Vaclav Nadamansky. <laughs> it's <Who>? awful. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then Sergei Zubov. I got that one. Yeah. Not a star-studded glass. Carbono's a big name. Obviously, everybody knows Haley Wickenizer in Canada. Yeah, that was a shoe-in, for sure. Zubov is an interesting one. Yeah. It's kind of the fourth, just like, throw-in on a lesser of a year. But I know we were kind of talking about it before we came on, like, in Calgary, Theo Fleury is kind of who you think should have been there, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, we were talking about that just before we went live here. Um, I don't know, he's get, he just keeps getting shasted, so who knows if he'll ever get in, but he's always in our hearts here in Calgary. <laughs> um, moving on though to a future Hall of Famer, indeed, Roberto Longo hung up his pads. If you saw that beautiful tweet, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I liked that one. I liked it a lot. <clears throat> yeah, it was good. That's good for him. It's kind of funny 
I'm really surprised. Like, obviously his contract was front end loaded in a half. Mm-hmm. Like it was the reason why, one of the reasons why, uh, cap circumventions disappeared. Like those big thirteen year long deals, but yeah, it's kind of weird. Like you think for an old guy, he could have just. You know, wrote it out on the long term IR and got paid, but yeah, who knows all the? Maybe he just wanted to stick it to the Canucks one last time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't exactly making a ton of money. He was going to make three point six one eight million in the next three years. Oh yeah, yeah. So not exactly a ton, mm-hmm. but he still could have made that money. He just gave that away. Yeah, pretty much. But. It kept the money off the books. I bet you, honestly, well, I read a couple things. Cause, so, Vancouver has to pay roughly $3 million. I think it's like 2.8 or something of cap recapture penalty right. on that deal. Florida has to pay like 800000 Apparently, like, I mean, I'm sure Vancouver, or sorry, Florida would have rather had that money on the books, kind of. Obviously, this is money they don't have to pay now. Mm-hmm. But in terms of real dollars versus salary cap hit, this is a good deal for Florida. Yeah, one point six eight million or one point six one eight million this year for five point three million on the cap, and then a million next year and a million the year after for another five point three each year on the cap. That's a good deal for a team trying to get to the floor. Yeah, for sure. Which I mean. Florida probably doesn't have that issue if they get Bobrovsky this week. Yeah. Like in on the Monday. next few days. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure Bobrovsky gets signed in the first like 20 minutes. Oh yeah. On Monday. Oh, probably he's like especially for I'm sure a lot of them. I'm not saying them... guaranteeing he gets signed in Florida. Yeah. But I'm saying he probably gets signed. Cuz yeah, you'd think for most of those top end guys they as you can see, they're all traveling around, meeting with every team. Like yeah. they're they're probably down like already to a couple teams. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much a foregone conclusion they'll be gone very very quick. But it's funny that you know Luongo could have maybe hung out, hung around, made some more money. But this is that nice little like parting gift to the Canucks. Like, <laughs> thanks for all the money, but screw you guys. You treat him like garbage. Yeah, and bye. Plus, it's what. A, I don't know. He's obviously done. So. Oh yeah, for it's sure. Like, he's not playing somewhere. Like obviously, it's he's retiring. Yeah. He made sixty and a bit, sixty and change of a sixty-four million on this deal. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing. He'll okay. be fine. He'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be okay settling down in his retirement home. Did you see that tweet? <laughs> yeah, too? <laughs> taking my talents to a South Beach retirement home. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Classy. That's what a guy, be, That's going to be one of the worst things. I'm sure he ends up in the media if he wants to. I'm sure, yeah, right? Like He's one of those guys. He probably could. won't end up in Canada media because I think his wife is from Florida. Um, I'm sure he doesn't, uh, I'm sure he doesn't land in the Canadian media, but I bet you he lands like Florida media or maybe he gets a job with the organization. Yeah. Right? So... He's been pretty loyal to those Panthers, so maybe they got something for him. Maybe it was part of the deal. They're like, you retire, we got a, got a place for you right here. Yeah, possibly. 
but good for him. I mean, he's always been, he's had one of the best Twitter accounts <laughs> in the NHL. And for it's years. Yeah, for sure. But it might still stick around. You never know. He could just throw in the random chirp or whatever. Maybe it'll be more prominent than ever. Maybe. <laughs> just going off on everyone. Um, that being said, we can talk about real NHL players now that are still playing and Actual crazy GMs and <laughs> all the like. That was probably the worst first round of the draft I've ever watched. Uh, I didn't even watch, so. Well, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> that was probably the most boring thing I've ever seen. From a Like, what do you mean? The presentation and everything? No, there was one trade. Oh, okay, yeah. In a draft where it was hyped up to be trade <laughs> yeah. central. Isn't it always like that? It Except seems for, like it, but I guess uh, coming off of a coming off of a trade deadline like we had. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> and then coming up to a season with the cap doing what the cap did, you would have thought there would have been more moves, and there was on Saturday. Yeah, yeah I mean, you think there might have been more desperation or something. There was a pile of a pile of trades for draft picks and stuff. Yeah, on pick Saturday. swaps and yeah. But like even that one draft swap on Monday or on sorry on day one on Friday. Friday, yeah. Right, like it was rough. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too much action. Uh, it's kind of uh, it doesn't necessarily surprise me. I feel like it's always been the day old, you know, kind of thing that. GMs are all pretty nip-tuck on that first pick, especially when it's that day, you know? For sure. You don't really see too many pick first picks getting tossed around. No, for sure. It's like first-round picks for sure, but... Yeah. You see the later ones kind of get tossed around because, you know, maybe it's a team that's already drafted once today or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, then we get into Saturday, and before the draft even started, shit hit the fan. Yeah. P.K. Subban to Jersey, which, wow. Yeah. I, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> uh, okay, so just quickly, the trades that happened on Saturday. P.K. Subban to New Jersey, Patrick Marlowe to Carolina, and J.T. Miller to Vancouver. Yeah. All salary cap-related trades. Mm -hmm. For sure. Right? P.K. Subban was pretty much strictly a cap dump. That's a $9 million contract. Yeah. And they didn't retain any. Didn't retain a dime. It's crazy. It's pretty good. But at good, the same time, for that. to me, Jersey stole P.K. Subban. In a way, right? Which, I mean, we just said it was cap dunk, cap dump and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're probably looking at a team. Like, not not every team has $9 million in cap space. For sure. With room to grow, right? Because obviously Jersey's got teams or players to sign and stuff. Yeah. But there's only been, like, P.K. Subban was the highest valued player to be traded in NHL history. And he's been traded twice. Yeah, that's, wow. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, It's also kind of crazy to me. And I saw this tweet kind of rolling around. And it was uh, just kind of breaking down the trades that Nashville has made and the fact that they didn't really get much. Right? So, like, they traded Shea Weber, got three seasons of P.K. Subban, 
Steven Santini, Jeremy Davies, and two second round picks. It's like, ah, uh, like uh, I don't know if I agree with that. There was another one that kind of broke down like all of the moves that have been made in Nashville lately. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here it is. So Nashville had Ryan Suter, Shea Weber, P.K. Subban, and Seth Jones. They turned that into Ryan Johansson, Steven Santini, Jeremy Davies, and two second-round picks. That's not <laughs> a great return, except for it's a really stupid way of putting it. Yeah. Well, like, you look at that at face value, and you're like, wow. But physically, that Because you're looking at it, it and you're like, that's four first-pairing defensemen. Yeah. No question. Problem is, one of those trade like, that was a swap for each. Like, Shea Weber turned into P.K. Subban. Yeah. That was a one, like, that, that's a one-for-one one right there. <laughs> Done. That goes away. Ryan Suter was a free agent that yeah. disappeared. And, yes, they should have traded him at the deadline that year, maybe got some something, right? Mm-hmm. They should have rented, like, rented him out. Easier said than done in hindsight. Maybe they thought they were going to keep him. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, he got crazy money from Minnesota, and the rest is history. Right. And then the Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson trade was a great trade. Yeah. That was a top defenseman, which you had a boatload of, for a top-line center. And not like your top, top defenseman. Yeah, either, no, because so. they had Shea Weber, they had Ryan Ellis, they had Yossi, yeah. they had... Uh, uh, Ellis? El- I, I no, uh, what's the other one? There's another E. What's the other E one? <laughs> oh, um... Uh, Ekholm. Ekholm. Yeah. Jesus. I, <laughs> I know. Like it, took, it always takes me a while. I was because... like Elias Lindholm? No, that's not right. <laughs> so, like, Seth Jones, I'm not saying he projected as their fifth best defenseman, but at that point in time, he was their fifth best defenseman. And they had four yeah. solid guys ahead of him. Yeah, and it's not like anybody was running out of time. So or... they had they had expenditure on defense, which I'm not saying that they sold low on Seth Jones. Ryan Johansson's a good player. A very yeah. like, You don't get first-line centermen. For free, yeah, that's a pretty good trade. So then, if you if you just look at Ryan Suter walking, and Shea Weber turning into PK Subban, and three years of PK Subban, okay, so Shea Weber turning into PK three years of PK Subban doesn't seem like much, but you know what they got rid of? A, like five horrible years of Shea Weber. Oh, I was going to say, and yeah, like a horrible, a deteriorating years. Weber as well. You know how many game, how many games Shea Weber's played since that trade? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like right. a season worth. Yeah, not like or yeah, I guess in three seasons was, he's played yeah. like maybe a hundred games. Yeah, because what did he play last? Well, I guess he played like I'm, fifty-one or something I mean, we'll last year. Right? But yeah, it's, he was injured for the first what? He was injured for almost a the whole months. season. Yeah, at one point, right? Exactly. Okay, I lied. He's played a little more than a hundred games, but he's played he's played one hundred and fifty games in three seasons. Yeah. That's half the time. Yeah. A little over half, yeah. Right? Like, that's crazy. And he's not getting any younger. And he's not getting any younger. <laughs> it's probably going to continue. He played 26 yeah. games in 27-18. Yeah. Right? That's... It's one of those things, you kind of look at it with the Blue Jays lately. Once you get old, you get injured. They got out from under that. That would have been untradeable mm. right now. You think yeah. you could have traded Shea Weber today for P.K. Subban? No. Not, not a, a chance. chance. Yeah. Like, if Shea Weber was on New Jersey, that trade doesn't happen. Oh, yeah, no. Right? Like, that's, besides the cap stuff, that's the one for one that just doesn't happen. Like, it's period. Yeah, not anymore. Right? For so, sure. 
they got a lot of value. If you want to talk about value, especially in the cap dumping area, like age we're in right now, it seems. Getting a stud defenseman back that you could turn into Steve Santini and what the hell is it? Steve Santini. Come on, mouse. Work with me. Jeremy Davies and two second round picks. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Look what Toronto just did with yeah. P- with Patrick Marlowe. They paid a first round pick to yeah. get rid of that cap. Yeah. Which is interesting too on another front. Uh Patrick Marlowe was owed like about four and a half million dollars for the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. So basically an owner in Carolina paid four and a half million dollars for a first round pick. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't know that's how much they cost. <laughs> right? But even then, like, even if you want to talk like, wow, it's funny that it costs that much. <laughs> yeah. An owner in Carolina just did that. Yeah. Interesting. A, yeah, right? Like that that you is the that last <laughs> that is the last one of the last teams I would expect to pay money for a draft pick. That made their cap go to seventy seven million. <laughs> overall. Yeah. In the overall scheme. Like, hey, well, we spent that money. Yeah. We don't even have enough money for this now. <laughs> and you want us to get to the cap floor of sixty? Come on. <laughs> um, right? So it in the grand scheme of things, I think they did pretty good on the Shea Weber trade for PK Subban. We kind of said when that trade happened, it was like the first two years of that trade were going to go Montreal's way, and then the rest was going to go Nashville's way. We'll see now. Like obviously, it's you can't tell now because this trade is. <laughs> Anybody else want to comment and tell me who Steven Stantini and Jeremy Davies are? Right, right. They're not exactly. Like, they're not big name prospects. I don't know. I'm not going to even say that I know who they are. I've maybe heard Santini's name but is before. it him was it that Santini <laughs> is it the right one yeah right yeah. Like, or like was it even Santini yeah <laughs> so it's like you're not getting big name talent but at the same yeah. time they're coming from New Jersey we're not exactly watching every game and New Jersey's and been pretty hush hush lately Santini did play hockey like he's on an NHL deal yeah Jeremy Davies is on an entry level deal and all this goodness right mm-hmm. and you know like but still two second round picks isn't bad yeah well, for sure right and yeah, two two drafts in a row, and the three years that you know that Subban was at Nashville, two of them are pretty good. Yeah, last this year, year so wasn't much. great, but you know, but it also gave them a chance to give him a lot of ice time and develop a lot of their other younger D men. Because then they like how long have they had like a really good guard back there too? Oh yeah, and then all gaining all the experience from all of them and getting to watch Subban and all of them. It's only good for your lower end D men that are coming yeah. up through the system. So, realistically, it, it right now it worked out fine. I it's, it's not like it's they they use their cap hit or their sorry they use their cap space very effectively. Mm-hmm. Then let's go to the third cap dump that we haven't gotten to yet. J T Miller. This is mm-hmm. driving me insane. If you're a Vancouver fan, you have to be rolling in your sheets right now because like your team who missed the playoffs just traded away a first round pick yeah not saying jt miller's not worth a first round pick 
necessarily. But you had a team in Tampa Bay that was desperate. Yeah, for sure, right? Desperate. The Leafs are desperate. Patrick Marlowe is not the player JT Miller is. Mm-hmm. 100%. But you're telling me that couldn't have been a second-round pick? Yeah, like, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Right, and I mean, <laughs> at least they put the... Like, at least, just like the Leafs, they... Like, the Leafs, the Patrick Marlowe pick is protected if it's a top 10 pick. The Vancouver pick is protected if they miss the playoffs. So it most likely isn't next year's pick. It's probably the year after. I don't know if Vancouver can push into the playoffs with what yeah. they've got. I mean, we'll Tyler see. Myers might turn him around. First line defenseman. First pairing defenseman, sorry. Uh, we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> but it just it blows me away because a team like freaking Tampa Bay it's the rich get richer. Right. Why the hell? That worked out too well for Why me. the hell did they have to get a first-round pick out of that? Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, it's it's crazy, too, because, like, I didn't... Yeah, I I, I, I did not see them getting a first like that. It's, me it's neither. It's crazy. It's just... They were desperate to get rid of some contracts. Yeah, like, they just perfectly found their scapegoat right there. Like, a pretty good scapegoat. Jim they got Benning a little bit more work just, to do, but... Cracking out. Well, that's and then that's what Jim Benning said. I think it was today. It's like the only thing we're looking for, or if we're looking for anybody in free agency, it's a top four D or a top six forward. So basically, they're spending big if they're going to get someone. Yeah, which obviously they're in on Myers. Yeah. Myers reports have it that Myers is being offered in the neighborhood of six to eight million dollars. <laughs> uh, and apparently that number is coming from Vancouver. That that's we'll crazy. see if it's real. We'll see if it's real. If yeah. it's eight million dollars, that's holy wild. shit. That makes uh, the Edler contract, I guess, look decent. <laughs> yeah, and they're just spending money like well, crazy. It's just like, how do you figure? Have you I... have you seen him late? Like he's. He's like a top four, but he's not. He's a top not even pair. a top four. I know he's he like might not. Be, he's right? like a four. Yeah, <laughs> right. And like he's injury prone as hell too. What a life! He's injured every year. How amazing would it be to be Tyler Myers right now? That people because the D market on the er, the D market in the UFA spectrum is so small that Tyler Myers is going to command even more than six million. He shouldn't even make five. Yeah, I, I don't think he should. <laughs> like I've seen, yeah, I've seen him play too much. Uh, but I don't know. Like I understand. That's a, like think about that though. Also, if they pay him that, like him and Edler, that is so much money. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. For two, what if you're paying them that much? Are you expecting them to be your top pair? Because if Tyler Myers and freaking uh, I just said his name. Uh, Edler, are they your top pair? <laughs> is that is that your top pair? You telling me? That's interesting. And and if not, because more legitly, that's more like a second pair. So you're you're spending at least twelve mil a year on your second pair for people who aren't that great. <laughs> Whatever, I guess. You know? Oh yeah, and let's not forget too on that J T. Miller trade. They also gave a pick 
like a prospect too. So it was yeah, Merrick, Merrick Mazanek, yeah. a third round pick for la- like the draft that happened on Friday and Saturday. And pretty early third round. Twenty twenty first round could be twenty twenty first round or twenty twenty one first round pick. Mm-hmm. So for JT Miller, so yeah, fucking uh, Tampa Bay not only got a first round pick that even if it like f- personally to me, if you're a Vancouver fan, you're hoping it's next like in twenty twenty one because if it's next year's first round pick, you're probably not getting it through the first round. Oh yeah, right. So it's gonna be like a, you know what, nineteen to twenty three or something in there. Unless they really bung it up again, right? But like winning, even well, is it? Does it go in order that you're knocked out? No, it's based it's only on, like the finals or something, right? No, it's Conference it's all final. dependent on the upsets. Fucked everything up this year, right? Because yeah, it was really weird this year. Division winners go after. So like oh, like yeah. if President's Trophy goes after the Cup finalists, and then the division winners go after like before that, blah blah blah. blah. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. But like, I would expect that pick if if Vancouver makes the playoffs next year, I'm expecting them to get knocked out in the first round, which puts me in the like, you know, right around the twenty mark. Whereas if they maybe make it in the following year, maybe they win around, maybe it gets to be a lower pick and. Mm-hmm. That turns into a 24, 25, 26 pick. Mm-hmm. For sure. Instead of a 20, which, I mean, not a huge difference. You're probably going to pick a similar guy at that point. But Pedersen but came out of, like, what, 13? It could make a difference, right? Where the hell? Where, when did they draft? What Pedersen? spot was Pedersen? I feel like he was maybe even, or I don't know, what was he, like 11? I don't know. Wasn't in the top 10, though, I don't think. Oh, number five. Okay. Oh. That's a lie. Shows you how much we pay attention to Vancouver. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so not only do they get a most likely middle of the pack first round pick, they get a third round pick in the current draft and a prospect. Now, Merrick Maznick, maybe not the greatest. Like, he only played. He's only played 50 games in the AHL in three seasons, 10 last year. So, AHL player. AHL player, right? He's a goalie, though, so that's the other thing, right? So, it's like, Mm -hmm. you never know. I mean, he never made it in – he never got called up in Vancouver, so you're like, okay, he can't be that great. But at the same time, he was drafted by Nashville, so you never know. Yeah. Yeah, you it's, never still, know. it's still crazy. It's just that's three pieces that aren't the the prospects probably uh, like more of a contract dump, mm-hmm. but those picks are legitimate. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially yeah, especially where the first round on the other side of the coin, the Leafs had to give up the first round pick. Yeah, for someone to take and some other sloppy picks too, like some sixth or seventh rounder or whatever. Mm-hmm. So not like the greatest picks or whatever either, but I don't know. It's just it's crazy to me the the value the value difference going one way in the trade versus the salary cap dump and all that stuff going the other way. Yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
Also age, I guess. Age, well, yeah, for sure. That's the, obviously the main thing. That's one of the things. Like they're they're gonna get value out of JT Miller. That's, yeah, that's no question. But I don't know first round pick value when you're rebuilding. It's, yeah, I kind of heard it on the radio yesterday, and it was like one of those things. It's when you try and do two things at once in the NHL, it generally doesn't work out for you. Rebuilding for the future and getting better for the now at the same time doesn't work. It can definitely bite you in the ass, as many Calgary Flames fans would Many Leafs reiterate. fans would also reiterate. It, for sure. I think a lot right? of Habs fans would reiterate. It went right? probably especially for Leafs fans, actually, because for a while there, right? Like mid-2000s. Early, yeah, early mid-2000s. Yeah. It was, okay, first round, exit. First okay, round, Patch exit. it up. Maybe this will work. No. And then what do you get out of it? Nothing, Nothing advantageous. A shitty pick. Yeah. Or you probably traded the pick away. Yeah, or like you know, rental players, which and that's that also ends up costing a, you draft picks. That's also a scary part of the Leafs one is like, that's two years in a row no pick in the first round, which yeah is scary because that's uh, how they got in the predicament in the first place, right? That's it's scary. Yeah. It's very, very, very scary. But would I rather lose that first round pick? And a potential player in the next three years, or Mitch Marner, or like reportedly the Leafs are signing Janssen and Kapanen for basically what Marlowe was making. Yeah, I so, can handle. Yeah. I can handle losing a first round pick for not losing those two. Exactly, because you don't know the first round pick. Apparently, turn people into were also like other GMs were looking for Janssen or Kapanen in the Marlowe trade. And it's like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough squeeze. But right. yeah, that's the thing, right? Is if you give up a, a pick in that situation, that pick is, is a question mark. Those players are not question marks. No. Like maybe right. their top end talent is a question mark. Top. But like they're they're mid level at least. So. Like you know, once you get outside the top two or three in the first round, it's like a thirty percent chance of hitting. Right. Like yeah, statistically. So. So that could very well be a miss. Yeah. Pick. Totally. Could be either. A Curtis it, Lazar. it could have been. It, yeah. It could have <laughs> been a miss for the Leafs. It could be a miss for the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. It could be a hit as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like it could be a big hit. Yeah. But at the same time, like Kapanen for sure is a hit. Janssen play those looks percentages. pretty good too. Yeah, they're definitely NHLers. They played period. all season last year, and they look yeah. pretty good. Pretty so. good. Yeah. So it's it's scary for sure. It's scary, but I like Captain. I I really enjoy Kaepernick watching him too. play. He's he's a good little crafty player. Yeah. They got a lot. Phil of Kessel now. trade produced him. Yeah. Yeah. That's legit. There you go. Another cap dump. Leafs actually got something from that one. But Rocked it on that. Pittsburgh on also that got a couple cups out of that one, so they I think they win that one. Yeah. For now. Phil, Phil's for now. chilling. Chilling, Phil. Haven't heard. Yeah, what the hell anything. happened to that? It was like, oh, he's going to Minnesota. And now, feathers. And it's just, whew, yeah. <laughs> Tumbleweed. Actually, nobody wants him. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Can he do a chin up? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, he's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, another trade that came over the week was Carl Soderberg out of Car or Colorado, moving to Arizona. Solid. Another cap dump ish kind of trade. Yeah. Um, it's funny because there was like. Colorado gets a defenseman back, I think. So yeah, Connaughton, which I think he played most of last year. Yeah. I think he's kind of like a top six ish. 
Um, it's funny to me because there's, I feel like there's a lot of hype around Soderbergh. Um, what was it? Was it three, four years ago? Um, when he had like his nice playoff, his nice playoff performance, and it, and then he just just didn't really do a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember how he got there too. And I should have looked that up, but I forgot actually. But anyways, he's he's a fair player. Yeah, I think so. And it's weird because it's it's not even like the Avalanche need a cap dump yet. I, we're we're kind of gonna get there. Like yeah, they've got oodles of money in the bank. Mm-hmm. That makes it a little bit more cushy though as well. For sure, frees right? up like, some options. They've got they've got almost forty million in cap space this yeah. year. So but who knows? at the same time, they have seven forwards positions to fill. Exactly. Who who knows who they go and go and for now? And one of those is Rantanen. Yeah, which will take up a chunk. <laughs> a big one. Right? So it's the, the it's it's definitely a future trade for sure. Yeah, Plus, exactly. Plus, you know, forward for defenseman. I mean, Soderbergh's kind of a centerman, right? So. Yeah. I don't know. It's another one of those trades. We'll wait and see what happens, but. Good yeah. value for both teams, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's fair enough. Uh, had some fun signings this week. Uh, obviously during the draft, the well, not during the draft because the NHL is too dumb for that. <laughs> but right after the draft, they finalized the salary cap at eighty-one and a half million. But yeah, why don't why don't they do that before? That's, it's it's almost like a kick in the nuts, man. <laughs> So they kind of were talking about this on Toronto radio before the draft too. And it's insane to me because their reasoning is, well, you can't decide it till we know how much the league made in the Stanley Cup final. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you <laughs> not have data over Stanley Cup after Stanley Cup after Stanley Cup after Stanley Cup that you could kind of like correlate from? Yeah. Be like, ah, we think we're going to make, like, this much. You already have escrow that the point of escrow is to balance out the 50-50 mark. Mm-hmm. So, what the fuck? Yeah. You'd think it would be more of a science. Yeah. Like, than, I, like, uh... I understand where the salary cap comes from and how they do it. Like, the players vote for it because the players vote, like, okay, if, if you have it at... 82 million there's a good chance your escrow is 15 percent. if you have it at 81 million there's a good chance your escrow is down to 12 right you know 85 million your escrow goes up to 20 percent or something right like there's a good chance because obviously the nhl could make the money and then all of a sudden it's 50 50 and you get zero escrow never yeah. happens by the sounds of things i don't think the players have paid zero percent escrow ever i doubt it I mean, yeah, <laughs> right so it's not since I've been paying attention to it. It's one of those things, but it's just, it's really insane to me that you can't have this figured out by Friday the draft. Yeah. I I get it. I'll, get, I'll give you this too, but it's like, it takes time to get the money figured out and like data coming in, especially when it comes to like merchandise sales and right. You have the, Stan, the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup champions. Well, now they got to sell all their merchandise and you got to find out the numbers, but don't you have data 
that you can pull this from. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some accountant has some sort of, like, okay, this Stanley Cup winner ha- has won, like, like the Chicago Blackhawks when they won the third Stanley Cup. Obviously, you don't get the spike of Stanley <coughs> Cup champion merchandise as you would for a team like, say, St. Louis, who won it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Washington won it for the first time. Yeah, it's like and usually you I'm have... sure that's I'm sure that jump in marketing and jump in viewership and jump in whatever could correlate somewhat. Like you'd think that somebody would have had some number somewhere with some sort of backing that said, Okay, we should go with this. I expect us to make this much money. Yeah. You'd think there'd be businesses, some kind of comparable. Businesses have revenue forecasting every single day. Yeah. The NHL couldn't have come up with that and had a fucking cap finalized. It just, yeah, I don't, I wonder if there's something more to it. Like, is that, do you think that's literally the only reason? That's what I've heard. That's the only reason I've heard that's even like remotely plausible. Yeah. It's just weird. You'd think that the alternative is just more appealing. Yeah. I mean, maybe the problem, maybe the thing is, is the fact that they were kind of like, okay, it's either 81 and a half or it's 82 buckle up. And I mean, if it's if it's only like a half a million dollar window, and they're like, okay, well, we're leaning like it's probably gonna be eighty one and a half. That's probably good enough for the GMs. I'm. Sh- it'd be a little bit crazy if it was like, okay, it might be eighty six million or it might be eighty one. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. Good yet. luck. We don't know yet. <laughs> I'm sure it was kind of narrowed down, but yeah, you'd think that they'd have some kind of how information. How could your data change your mind so much from like a two week thing? Yeah. I don't, it just blows my mind. Agreed. So, uh, whatever. The cap is $81.5 million. Deal with it. Yeah. It fucks a lot of teams. <laughs> yes. One team that it fucks, it seems like it's fucking the Vegas Golden Knights. This is a season three. Well, the end of season two. And they have less than zero money. Yeah. Like a <laughs> lot less than zero money. Like a lot. Yeah. Vegas yeah. is the only team in the NHL currently over the cap. Yeah. And I tweeted out a little thing. Vegas, once uh, Carlson's deal is official or whatever, like I think July 1st it takes effect, Vegas will be at, what is it, ninety $94.9 million. Wow. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, $91.1 million. Sorry. <clears throat> but because they have Clarkson, they can add them to off-season LTR. They can raise their ceiling to $94 million. So for those that don't know, you get in the off-season, you get your 2019-2020 cap room, so $81.5 million. Plus, you get a 10% like cushion to be able to make moves and all this stuff. But in that 10%, you have to include players that have been called up and sent back down during the season and it's kind of like a percentage of their cap so it's like if you play 20 percent of the year and you make six hundred fifty thousand, you are charged at 20 percent of that six hundred fifty thousand dollars in the summertime even right. though you may not be on the roster as of october 1st mm-hmm. you count to that 10 percent off season increase so it's like it's not really a 10 percent off season increase because those players normally wouldn't count 
so it's it's kind of crazy. The Leafs had to deal with this the year they won the lottery, I believe. Maybe the year before. It was pretty crazy. They were like right at the cap. Funny enough, it was partly because of Clarkson, same guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Yikes. it's just it's just <laughs> crazy to me that a team like Vegas, who's been in the league for two years, yeah, is already right up at the cap. Does it surprise you though? Vegas spending money? I don't know. Well, I'm not surprised about <laughs> Vegas is spending money. <laughs> no, it's just, just like it's funny that they're they've in two years joined the rest of everyone. Yeah. But hey, NHL, it's a good thing we waited this long to move a team like Arizona or Florida. They can't even spend to the cap. Getting, you know, sold again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, the owner's not the fucking deal. Maybe it's where you are. I don't know. Just maybe saying. It's, maybe it's something to do with your fans. <laughs> what know. What fans? Mm, weird. They have fans? I don't know. But yeah, so anyway, like, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy to me. It's super nuts that a team like this that... Oh man, I don't know if Vegas is gonna cut it. I don't know. Uh, here's a ninety-one million dollar salary cap that we're gonna have to remove some of. It's yeah, it's just insane, dude. It's insane. You know, at least for them, they got a hell of a lot of options going on. Oh yeah, and, and they don't have they don't have too. They don't have too many untradeable contracts. Yeah, there's nothing that really handcuffs them too much. But look, look. Cap dumps cost a lot, apparently. Apparently, it's a first round to get unless rid of you, someone. <laughs> unless you live in Tampa Bay, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just insane. So, it's... They're obviously not in the market to trade a first round pick away to lose some cap, but they might have to. It is, uh... Because they're going to be right up against... Like... Yeah. How... It, it, Jim Benning no longer has a first-round pick to come save your problems and give you stuff for it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know who you're going to talk to that's going to save you from this. I wonder, yeah. I wonder really which direction they take it because, it, you know, I have to give them credit because you look a lot, a lot of their contracts, especially the ones that they've obviously done themselves, they're just setting themselves up for a nice little streak here of just good hockey. Like, they have, like, a lot of good solid players locked down here. Lots of just young, youthful, freaking speed boys going, you know? We haven't even touched on this deal. So, William Carlson yeah. signed for eight years at $5.9 million. Yeah. That could be a ridiculous contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you compare it to Kevin Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> do I do I expect uh, William Carlson to score forty goals again? Do I do I expect it? No. No. Forty goals is a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets him, a, maybe one or two though. Do I expect him to get thirty five again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, this could be the newest Nathan McKinnon contract mm, or mm-hmm. mark shifley contract like mm-hmm. this is has potential to be really good it's gonna be hard for this to be bad he's like a very uh kind of poster boy for the for the team too right seven million dollars for a centerman gets you 54 points it's over, over he's got he, yeah over seven <laughs> so he's got to hit like 45 points to make this worth it <laughs> apparently never mind 45 goals <laughs> 
45 <laughs> points. Yeah, I don't think that's too rough. Like, he didn't even have the greatest season last year. And what did he get? Like, I think he still had, what, 60-something? He had 56. Okay. But still. But I mean, still, so two more points a, than Kevin Hayes. That was a bad season. <laughs> and yeah. and the season before. And that was kind of the whole team. They were just slow and not scoring that much at the start of the season. When he's 26. Yeah. So it'll be 35, most likely. Oh, man. Um, I think it'll be like 35 when this is over, because I'm sure he'll be 27 to start the season-ish. Almost. At least almost. 34, 35. 35, Somewhere in there, right? Most likely, he's not going to be super out of his prime. Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. You might have a year or two where he's not worth 5.9 million, but like, come on, dude. But it's a pretty, it's a pretty safe it's pretty safe to say that he'll be worth, easily worth that money for most of those yeah. years. I mean, we might come back and say that, oh boy, that was not the deal we yeah. expected it to be, but... You never know, right? He's still a pretty good player. Yeah, for sure, 100%. I'd love him. I don't think it's a super problem if he has a couple seasons where he gets like 45 points and he's worth like $4 million. Yeah. Right, like... It's obviously not ideal, but it's not like you're going to have a $10 million anchor back there. Yeah. Good for Vegas. Very good for the team. Awesome for the player. Well, like, obviously, it's that's huge money for him over eight years. That's... I definitely feel like a team would have even spent more oh, on yeah. him, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a great deal. I'm sure he was one of those, oh, could be off-sheeted. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, I wouldn't be surprised if the teams were looking at that for sure too. Oh yeah, well, especially with their situation. It's kind of like the lining one, right? It's, it's a gamble to offer sheet him. It's always a gamble to offer sheet anyway, and it's a super gamble to offer sheet a guy that had forty five goals, and then didn't. And then took a step back. Yeah, but just like Line, but there's teams that are gonna want to try Line. I was especially when you got the age left. So yeah, exactly right. It's not, it's not too crazy to go out and spend that money on someone that has yeah. done it that young. But, yeah, still, like, that's, like, another. Still no real word online. I don't really know what's going on there. So I kind of did some looking today. Some digging. Okay. Um, so basically, um, this particular... Call, uh, article, that's the word I'm looking for, Jesus, <laughs> was saying that Patrick Line might be offer sheetable because the Jets probably want to sign him to a bridge, I think. And I I would I would agree that's what they probably should do. It takes a little bit of know. risk away, right? Yeah. It takes the risk away from now and puts it to a couple years later where hopefully he's figured it out. Problem is, if he figures out, then he's really worth money, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, maybe at that point, though, they won't mind spending it. Yeah. And who knows what happens in that course of two years. Well, what happens if, say, the Jets come to line it with a two-year, $6 million bridge? $6 million a year, yeah. that bridge, right? 12 What if a team comes and says, here's five at 10 Oof. Yeah. Then it's or like, well, I guess what's the I think we did this last week, um, and then you let him walk, and then he ends up scoring fifty goals a year for the rest of his career. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know that's happening. <laughs> well, no, one year he'll score fifty, the next year he'll score fifteen. 
Yeah. And then 60, so then 12. <laughs> the the second limit is 8.454 and change to 10.568 and change. Mm-hmm. So what if they offered him five years at 10.568? Right under the limit. Yeah. That's two first-round picks, a second, and a third. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Because that's not enough. Yeah. Right? We were kind of talking about it last week. Four first-round picks is not enough for Marner to Mm -hmm. me, necessarily. Like, I don't know if you could trade him for that or trade him for that value. But to just walk away from an $11 million player for four first-round picks is crazy. Yeah. It's a little terrifying. Yeah. But, man, two firsts, a second, and third is real terrifying. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden, instead of instead of the Jets walking away or matching it or getting their bridge like they wanted to get, now they have to do whatever the hell Line A wants. And the random little rumor that Line A wants out, it's probably a lot easier. If that's true, there's no like, well, he has to sign the offer sheet. Because that's, that's from what I'm hearing around the Marner camp. Not from the Marner camp or Darren Drager. We'll get to that in a sec, too. Um, with Marner, he's from Toronto. He's a Toronto boy. He's grown up cheering for the Leafs, all this stuff. Like, He has to want to leave the Toronto Maple Leafs and sign a deal. That's a pretty big bluff if you don't want to do that. Yeah. If Line A wants out of Winnipeg, he's not bluffing shit. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't have any. You want to offer me big bucks? I'll go. Yeah. For sure. Right? Like Florida comes calling all of a sudden. Straight up. And if especially he would have the confidence if that offer sheet's coming in, I'm gonna be the guy. Saw another little tidbit that I thought would be cool. And this article was going along the same lines. Imagine Carolina offer sheeting Line. <sighs> Patrick Line, Sebastian Ajo, they literally played together in their draft year. They killed And Tara Vinen on the same line. All finished oh, line. Man. Oh, my God. That's a scary fucking line. That would line. be ridiculous. <laughs> That's a scary line. And Tara Vinen like, had a really good year last man, year. Man, that would be pretty hard for Lina to say no to that proposition. Yeah, right? And sure you'd, if you're Carolina, you're like, oh, damn. Like, oh, damn. These two will have instant chemistry again. Yeah, Line A will push that takes Aho, off a Aho lot. Line A and takes like, a lot of pressure off Line A too, right? Because he yeah. seems like he's kind of a guy. Especially, you can definitely see it when he's slumping, getting pressured too. Yeah, like pressure by media, pressure by outside influences. It, it weighs on him. Yeah. He's one of those players. So playing somewhere like Carolina, Oof. you're just chilling, man. That's a that's a spicy meatball for an offer sheet. Yeah, and if and if you're getting paid over ten million a year, fucking. Sign it. I live in Carolina for ten million here. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> right. So it's it's just like those little things, and you're just like, yeah. oh man, yeah. terrifying. And if you're a Jets fan, that is not something you want to hear. Right. And yeah, you're kind. Of, yeah, you're right. That doesn't feel like enough, right? That's like that's enough for someone. Someone could do that. Line, eh? Yeah, that's not enough yeah. for 2017, 2018 line. Eh? <laughs> yeah, right. And probably not 2019-20 line A. No. Especially not Sebastian Aho line A. Oh. <laughs> I would actually, barring me kind of, you know, liking the Jets, that would be, I would love to see that. That would be that would be spicy. sick. They were so good in the juniors, man. So that was, that was a sick line. 
I was going to leave the R face till the end, but we're there. Since so. we're kind of talking about Fuck him. It. <laughs> Nobody else really signed this week. Yeah. Except for like Brian Elliott with a one-year deal in Philly. Because Philly spends all the money. Yeah, I guess. Do we? I guess we kind of already talked about Philly mostly. But what was the other one that they just signed? Uh, oh, San or uh, San. Oh, Sanheim. Yeah, they signed for three, for... just over three, I think, a year, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I just looked at it. Not huge. Sanheim's good enough for that anyway. Yeah, I think it's not a. It's not a Kevin Hayes deal. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, but they're so just like spending right now, man. Holy one crap. thing, one thing I did see about RFAs from Darren Drager that I didn't actually like, just want to throw my phone at, was the picks that are involved in a um offer sheet. Offer sheet, Jesus, <laughs> my brain. Um, I think like when it comes to like the the third round pick, the second round pick. Like for the earlier ones, and then like the, the first, second, third. I think those all have to be in the same year. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the fur, the four first round picks for that ten and a half and over, those picks can come from five years. Uh, for the five next years, or, yeah, yeah. So, as long as like, basically, there's no team in the NHL that cannot offer sheet Mitch Marner from picks because the two teams that don't have twenty twenty picks have the rest right so that's kind of an interesting tidbit because i was kind of looking through the list of like oh like he actually looked yeah i actually looked into there's only basically the two teams this weekend okay obviously toronto can't offer sheet their own guy yeah vancouver can't offer sheet yeah well sorry i thought they couldn't offer sheet because they don't have 2019 but they can because of the but they don't have they have the next they don't have yeah they don't have the one pick right so obviously oh for i see what you're saying right so that because they have like that's a conditional pick on opposite years they have the ability to do it and then was it nashville or something oh i think it was columbus columbus traded probably but again they only traded next year they didn't trade the year after so then they still have all four so they can still technically offer sheet then I want to see, see an offer sheet. Just I, I want to experience this. Yeah, because please, it, it's there. I want to see. It's talked it. about, and it's, if there's no offer sheet this year, especially this year, there's options to do it. I feel like if there is no offer sheet this summer, the media should not be allowed to bring up offer. Yeah, don't need. Yeah, right. Don't even fucking talk about it. Do then. not even it doesn't happen talking about it. <laughs> Seriously, get me all excited, and then it right like, never happens. Yeah. But at the same time, like it, it would be scary. It's it's definitely scary to. I'm offer, sure because you got to offer more money than a team can match. Yeah, which generally means you're overspending. Generally, right? Because yeah, the 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 amount of time overspending, maybe not to that team, but probably to the average team. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, for the most part, right? Say, say the Leafs are looking to get Mitch Marner for ten to eleven. If you sign, if you offer sheet him for eleven and a half, the Leafs are matching, period. But if you offer sheet him to twelve and a half, then the Leafs probably can't match. They're like, ah. right? <laughs> but at the same time, not only are you losing your four first round picks, you're fucking That's yourself. Chunk. That's a chunk of your salary right? for eight years or That's seven. Huge. So then, on top of all that. That's why the 
the like Kapanins and the Johnsons seem spicier because it's not a lot of compensation. But that's also kind of why, they why got it done. I think that's kind of why JT Miller got moved so early. Because Braden Point definitely had the option. Because when you when your team like Tampa Bay or even Vegas, like I don't know what kind of RFAs Vegas has now left. If they do have any RFAs left. Uh oh yeah, Gusev, that's it. Yeah, which I mean that's not really a that's not really a big one. Oh Malcolm Subban. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a big one. Um I'm just kidding. Not. Uh it's the, not really yeah. the thing with that, right, is a team that's in a cap crunch like Tampa Bay was if you say they want to pay Braden Point nine million. And you go to the ten and a half or eleven, ten and a half will say to stay under the top threshold. Right. That gets a lot spicier to sign because it's like, man, we don't have the f- cap room. Because then, like, you sign that, then you have to make that trade. Then you're legit looking for a dump. You have to dump something. Yeah. That's the spicier one than the one that's just straight up money. Yeah. Right. So it seems like there's enough of those around. That's why the the capping and the Janssen one in Toronto seems so spicy because you can offer you a guy for a third round pick or a fourth or a second round pick. Yeah. Especially someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Janssen or captain for a second. Mostly you're not getting second round picks that turned into that. So no, right. Like definitely not. And yeah. And you're probably not super overpaying him. It was just the fact that if you like, if if you would have paid a million or 5 million to uh captain, it's like, that's not crazy overpayment. Yeah. You're probably not. It's not going to hurt you that bad. Like a kind of like we we're talking about with the I, Carlson one. Right? I couldn't see it hurting. Yeah. Right. So it's. I don't know. There freaking has to be an offer sheet. Has to be an offer yeah, sheet. Yeah. I hope so. Just not on Kachuk. Please. <laughs> please God. Just no. not in our markets, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle Connor will be a spicy one. Yeah. Like the Winnipeg ones are just spicy. So yeah, Winnipeg's got some. It's like Toronto, just like a lot of intriguing, a lot of intriguing stuff. They just have a lot of work to do. Yeah. It's going to be a strategic battle to get through, to get through the summer for that. They got to sign most likely line a Connor and then three other forwards Uh while they potentially hope to get a second line center. You don't got the money for that. There's no way they're getting their, their center. Plus they got to replace Truba and Myers. Yeah. Which hopefully some younger talent can come up, like the one guy. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. It's, it was like Niku. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like Cuckoo. Cuckoo. <laughs> cuckoo for I'm Cuckoo. cuckoo. Um, but like he he could he's possible next year. Yeah. I think. Um, he he was pretty good when he was playing up there. But yeah, the Jets the like holes. it. It seems like a lot of money because he got twenty four and a half ish. It seems like a lot it of money. Seems until it's gone. And yeah, until you see what they need to sign. Right. Like Kyle Connor, he's going to be more than Ehlers. Not yeah. a question. Right? Oh, yeah. Like that's 7 8 million. Yeah. Line A, unless they bridge him, will be over that. Yeah. Nine, right. That'll ten. be 9 or 10. Guess what? That's 16 million of that 24. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you're up against the wall. Sweet. And you got to fucking sign a top four defenseman that Tyler Myers is commanding six plus. Yeah. And Edler's six. So 
what the fuck is that going to cost? <laughs> right? Like, that's not happening. It's crazy. And guess the... what? If you sign a $6 million defenseman like, say, Jake Gardner, which isn't probably going to happen, but you never know. Maybe they get Jake Gardner at, yeah. you know, six-ish. Yeah. That's $24 million, Yeah, there you go. Basically. <laughs> 22 And it's gone. Yeah, it would be, yeah, 22 22 and change, 23 24 depending, right? And now you have no money for the middle players now you're hoping on minimum who can you sign for minimum yeah and who young guys can come up on their entry levels right like it's it's just crazy how fast money goes yeah same like we were talking about or the avalanche right Mm -hmm. go from 40 million dollars in cap space after this year man they'll have cap space so they're not gonna have any problem finding what they need Mm -hmm. in colorado it's trying not to handcuff the future as Yeah, well. exactly. Right? Basically. You, you have a lot of good deals. That doesn't mean just sign. You don't make bad deals now. These <laughs> deals. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I can't wait to just beak that deal because I just, I just don't see a world in, the, in any way that that's going to be worth it. I just don't see it. I watched him. Mind you, he's playing for Winnipeg. Just got traded there. But I watched him with Winnipeg. And I was excited when he got there, and I was just kind of like underwhelmed. I just don't think he meshed well, or like I know exactly. So you can't really put too much into it. Yeah, but. I think he was one of those cases. Like, I don't think that was Kevin Hayes being Kevin Hayes, which it's just shitty timing. That's the one thing about being an RFA or sorry, uh, rental, rental UFA yeah. that would be tough is because people are way more focused on that last twenty games. After the deadline. And especially when you're getting moved like that for stuff like that, you're, you got a lot of attention on you more so than a lot of the other people on the team. Like he probably had a little bit more pressure than even almost line a on those, on that back half. Was expected to be bad at that point. Well, like exactly. And then you're bringing over Kevin Hayes to push you over the top. Kind of like Stasny did or was right. So, yeah. yeah Expectations. So I don't know. It's it's tough for Kevin Hayes. But the thing is, is he's never had a great season. Never. Yeah. So it's not like that ruined his season, I don't think. But maybe that's part of why Philly did that. Because they kind of, exp- like, oh, if you extrapolate the time before the trade. I guess Philly's, I'm sure, done their homework on him and have seen him a lot being in the East. But... He's got a balloon, though. Like, he. He's got to get 60-plus. <laughs> yeah, to be worth that much money, he better have some damn good seasons coming up. Which, like, I feel like he could, but he hasn't. So Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just crazy. All right. Also, though, Kevin Hayes it... is definitely going to be that contract where we're like, oh, my God, it's ruining everything. <laughs> right. People are, like, judging off of that. Yeah. Um, It's just so crazy, and I think it started – basically with like that Larson for Hall trade it just how much a D that is maybe on fringe even of top four can command these days is craziness dude it's crazy it's like they don't exist it's like what the hell dude how 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 is Edler worth more than William Carlson (laughs) what you gotta be shitting me yeah I kind of agree with that it's just, uh, it's crazy. It is crazy. It blows my for mind. For sure. It's, I, I feel I, like it was not even ever close to that before. I feel like 
maybe your top three D would get paid pretty good. But were they like that high for I don't know, I don't know. Well, maybe I, I just didn't pay enough, whoa, enough yeah, attention. We were talking about that audio pop, audio pop thing. <laughs> um, it's one of those things too. It seems like teams are now valuing players differently. It's just yeah, they're valuing the the top two lines more, and then you're just plugging in minimum like little players to fill in the bottom six and the bottom two and yeah, your backup. Well, backup goaltending is changing too, which is, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just, everything's getting more expensive and the cap and the just cap, doesn't move. The cap's just kind of go. So we kind of, uh, well, I guess while we're there, I saw a, a pretty interesting tweet today that I was really blown away by. And so it's this guy, Daniel Polinski. I thought this was interesting. 1999 to 2000, that season, mm-hmm. the highest paid players in each of the big four sports. The NHL oh, was Yarmory Auger, 10.4 million. Ooh. Wow. Right? I didn't know he was making that much money back now, then. Now, this probably skews this a little bit because he was probably like, that's a lot. <sighs> yeah. Holy crap. Nice. NBA, Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal, 17.1 million. MLB, Bell. I don't know the first name. I don't follow baseball. Yeah. Only making eleven point nine million. Wow. NFL Troy Aikman was making ten point five. Huh. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, the upcoming season before people go nuts. Connor McDavid, highest AAV, twelve and a half million, mm-hmm. obviously. NBA this season upcoming, what uh Westbrook is gonna have forty one million dollars. MLB Mike Trout is slate to make $35.5 million. And then in NFL, Russell Wilson is slated to make $35 million. That is insane. So, I don't know if you see what's wrong here, Jerry. <laughs> Gary Bettman. Uh, shit's fucked. You guys need to figure out why the Arizona Coyotes and the Florida Panthers dragged the league down so bad. Right. Because in 20 years... The NHL, their top player has gotten a 20% raise. Yeah, $2 million. That's crazy. What In 20 years, the NBA top player has more than doubled. Two and a half times, roughly. In 20 years, the MLB top player has tripled. <laughs> and in the NFL, it's more than tripled. Yeah, that's insane. What's going on here? <laughs> It's insane. Yeah. Brad, our sound is like really choppy right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I don't, it's, it like blew me away. 20 years is a long time. Uh, I, Yarmory Auger, like I do some due diligence. We should probably look back into that, but it's still crazy. But even so, yeah. Bait, like, Look at that based on like your top player. Like that's pretty much even across the board. The NBA was pretty high, but that's pretty close to the MLB, pretty close to the NFL. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this like everybody else is just fing off. Yeah. Wow. That is that is crazy. I feel like there's something there's something to be said there. Yeah, right. It's sure. just it's it's mind blowing, really. Yeah. Cause it it's I don't think the average 
It, it's it's not like the in the NHL, the average like gap has shrank. Like you still have players making the league minimum playing hockey every day, mm-hmm. and you have players making ten plus playing every day. It's not like all of a sudden you have like McDavid at twelve and a half, and you have so many players at like four million and up. Yeah, right. Like the NBA is like that too. You have league minimum guys, but the thing with the NBA is you have like a twelve or thirteen man bench. Yeah, and nine or ten guys play. Yeah, and five or six of those guys are playing like forty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> for some teams, right? Right. So obviously NBA, I I expect NBA to be high. And I, maybe it's just since I've been paying attention, like I'm used to seeing that MLB contracts are just crazy high. I'm used to seeing yeah. that MLB normal. contracts, are, or sorry, baseball contracts, NFL contracts, NBA contracts are high. But you look at this graph and you're like, well, why the hell is the NHL not like this? Why isn't the NHL climb like that? That's crazy. Yeah. In a time Could where I... you think the NHL is the best it's ever been. That's what Gary Bettman says. I'd say it's probably close to the most exciting it's ever been it's probably the most exciting it's ever been but what's wrong but it's obviously not the best it's ever been if the players are getting underpaid is that like does that even count for inflation like i don't even know if that two million is right like yeah like 20 percent over 20 years i don't think so yeah that's like void it's yeah like if you do the simple math that's one percent a year yeah but yeah you talk about like compounded and all that good stuff. I don't. I don't even think it's a change. Maybe it's even less. Yeah. Right. <laughs> McDavid makes less than Yarmir Yager did. Yeah. So it's just crazy. It's it's the salary cap helped probably bring that down a bit. The hard cap definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for sure. Right. That's one of the things that is very different between the four leagues. The NHL is a hard cap. There's zero flexibility. The NBA has a luxury tax, has a very soft cap. Yeah. The MLB has luxury tax, but it's basically like you can pay everybody you want to pay. Yeah, really. It seems like just the way guys get paid, like holy shit. That's the other thing, right? Like just literally talking about it now with the NBA offseason hitting too, right? Like, the Lakers are looking at having three guys on that team that are over $25 million. Right. The NHL, you have, literally look at the Leafs, three guys over $10 million and they're like, how the hell are you going to win that? And they're broke. <laughs> broke. Yeah. Right? And then the uh, NFL is crazy, just the way they're capped, too. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's insane. But yeah, so that was just, it was one of those things where I was just like, Ooh, that is very. Thought this was it's interesting. An yeah, you're fucking right. It was definitely an eye opener, right? So, anyway, back to RFA talk. There is like obviously we know that RFA list is fruitful, and there's plenty of talk. We've kind of touched on who we think is going to be spicy. Obviously, Kachuk's going to be spicy. The Flames have, like, no money, too. Yeah. Right? Running the, running the, low. The Flames have $14.5 in cap space. Especially if they're still interested in signing a somewhat 1A, 1B back yeah, or right. starter well, goalie. They still know? have to sign Gillies. Or, sorry, sorry, they still sign Riddick. If they're going to if they're gonna take Gillies. Riddick, yeah. Gillies is the only goalie they have signed that could play in yeah. the NHL next year. Yeah, legit, yeah. 
So so they got to sign Riddick, and then they are rumored to want like Talbot. I've heard. I know. Hey. Hey. The thing is, they have so they have fourteen and a half million, technically, but they also have a couple. Like they have eight defensemen on their roster. Two of them can be. They're on two ways, so they can. That's a million and a half. That can drop, but I mean, yeah. signing Kachuk, Bennett, and forward or another minimum forward, like you know, league minimum forward. Yeah. Plus a plus or plus Riddick plus another guy. Fourteen and a half. That gets call small. It Sixteen disappears in a hurry. Yeah, it goes away real quick. Especially when you think Kachuk's gonna be eight plus. I'd say probably right around probably nine right somewhere. Around, yeah, that's I'm thinking. Eight's a good deal. I I would I how I hope he takes eight. Treloving sick. We'll probably get him at eight because it's Treloving. Hopefully, man, we signed owns RFAs. We signed some pretty good, pretty good contracts over here. So we will see. Considering what some of our, you know, star forwards make, hopefully they can swindle something like that around Matthew Boy there. Yeah. Um, and you know, hopefully Bennett, I don't think can you know command too much of a pay. I don't think so either. But, you know, for me, he's worth like three, three and a half, maybe four. Yeah, maybe. But there you go. That's like what, 13, 12 and a half, 13 mil. Boom. Gone. Two guys. Yeah. But, you know, they've been talking about that for a long time, but trying to move Brody or Hamnick. So that, yeah. that would free up a lot. But who knows if that even happens. It's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. The other funny thing is that. The Oilers have been rumored to be possibly going for Mike Smith. That. Oh, see, when we were talking Could about contracts earlier, like the Kevin Hayes contract, and being like, oh, I can't wait to look back on that. What the hell's his name? Damn it. Um, the goalie. What's his name? Elliot? No. Oilers. Oh, Koskinen. Yeah. Mikko Koskinen. Yeah. Here we go, boy. That yeah. freaking contract is a nightmare. It's already a nightmare, dude. Because if they're looking at signing Smith, if you're going to sign Smith, you're looking for him to play, hopefully, more than 40 games. I don't know. Maybe. I think I think you sign Smith as like a one and a half, two million dollar backup. Hopefully. If, if he's actually going to... Do you think he would sign a contract like that? Maybe. He's old. He's going to sign he, when he may, gets, I think. Maybe he doesn't have very many options, I guess. Come on, if he's even thinking about going to the Oilers as a goalie, he doesn't have very many options. <laughs> yeah, if, that, if that's an option, that's your You only. don't have <laughs> options. But this this is the crazy part. So the Leafs are up against it. The Leafs have some great players. The Flames are up against it. The Flames have some pretty great players. And they've, they were successful. They won the fucking Pacific last year. Mm-hmm. The Oilers have some good players. They have $8 million. To spend. Yeah. They got they got a lot of work to do. And the only guy they can put down is Person or Pearson. I think it's Person because it's P E R. He's only got a he's on a one million dollar two way deal. So at most they've got without trades is nine point three and change. Yeah. Whoa. To sign three forwards. One of those being Puliarvi <laughs> and probably Jujarakara. Mm, and a right. backup goalie. Yeah. That's a lot of league minimums I see. You think uh 
so I it's funny because like I don't even know is it backup goalie that they're looking for? I just don't know. Because <laughs> like, what is what it is should be a backup goalie? Hope you you bloody well hope, but like, if if Koskinen is already hurting you on this deal, you fucked up. Right. Well, they did, but <laughs> <laughs> at least that guy's not there anymore. That did that deal. But, 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 no, no, that was the whole organization. That's what they said. That's even worse. That's honestly. what Nicholson said. <laughs> it's even worse of an excuse or of a, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's probably going to be. Oh, bad. I forgot. Another thing that happened to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fuck my life. Ryan Callahan all of a sudden uh, injured and can't play hockey for the rest of his life. Right. Oh, 5.8 million off your cap. I Come that, on! I, th- I think we talked about that last week. I think we did too, but yeah. but but exactly like horseshoes, man, horseshoes. That's twelve million dollars, or no, eleven and a bit of cap space. That just yeah, poof. They got a first and a third round pick for that. Yeah, <laughs> for getting rid of all of that. Yeah, that's like, been their summer so far. Their oh off season. My God, it's been pretty chill. It's like it's really perfect. Like, they have the opportunity to do now what I didn't think they were going to be able to do. And they got rid of probably the best possible option to get rid there. I think I'd rather get rid of Miller over Palat or Point, obviously. Um, And then Johnson, maybe Johnson, too. I but, think... But he was more... I don't know if that was... He had a no, he's got a no move, I think, so... Exactly, yeah. So I don't think that was really JT doable. Miller, I would say, is my number two. I think Johnson is my one yeah yeah uh, they're like they're like one a one exactly but the big deal is that is that they're going to be able to hopefully keep palat and point yeah which is huge and then you got freaking stammer and coochie yeah right it's coochie. <laughs> i just i can't i can't can't believe how this happens it's just like the hosa one <laughs> yeah i just i don't know man it's just <sighs> i don't want to sound like a dick. I feel really bad for Ryan Callahan. It sounds mm, awful. For sure. Some back injury. Can't remember. Like, yeah, it's some kind of degenerative back disc something thing. So it's yeah. like, it's gonna suck. Life after hockey probably sucks already, right? Yeah. But it's just like, it's like Marion Hosa. All convenient that the moment you're not worth your contract, this happens. Yeah. Right, and it's just like, man. Being a Leafs fan, watching the horseshoes just fall into their lap, it's just, yeah, so painful. Uh, can can Mitch Marner just roll over tomorrow morning and just be like, "Fuck this! I want to win a Stanley Cup." Seven million. <laughs> Seven million. <laughs> Come on! Uh, if only we lived in fairy tale land. <laughs> can you imagine? I would make it uh, less than Kevin Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that number. That would be epic. Uh, that would be just great. That like, would be nice, too much. Nice feel Philly. <laughs> um, yeah, so if going down the list, Braden Point leads Sportsnet's list of top RFAs. Mitch Marner, naturally number two. I was hmm. kind of surprised they're flip-flopped. I guess that kind of makes but sense. But Braden Point's a centerman. 
I like this list. Personally, I like the fact that Braden points ahead of Mitch Marner. Take some... <laughs> because it makes me feel better about Mitch Marner not being the highest paid artist of the summer. It's still not going to change because Tampa Bay is going to get freaking point at like seven and a half. Yeah, you know that they're going to get him cheaper than <laughs> everybody else. Uh, I guess while we're on Mitch Marner, the Darren Dreger shit that I've been allu- kind of alluding to. Uh, Darren Dreger has just got no filter. Filter's the right word. He doesn't really camouflage the fact that he's either friends with Paul Fenton or with uh, Paul Marner or whatever. But, oh, my God, every single time Darren Dreger tweets about Mitch Marner, it's, oh, my God, Mitch Marner is the greatest thing since sliced bread. (laughs) And Toronto fans have caught on, and it makes my day every time. If I ever feel sad, I just go look at the comments on Darren Dreger's <laughs> stuff. Um, my favorite one that I saw. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, I saw yesterday, and it wasn't even about Mitch Marner. This freaking tweet. I think it was Aaron, maybe. Mm. Where is it? Come on. Darren Dreger tweeted, Duchesne met with the Montreal Canadiens today. That's it. Mm. That was yesterday at 7.30 p.m. Our time, I guess, Mm -hmm. mountain time. And the next, like, 10 comments on this post were, thanks, Paul. Go, Paul. Uh, Okay, what's with the Paul stuff? Somebody says, (laughs) some guy goes, Darren's basically just a speaker for Marner's dad, Paul. And then another one, thanks, and he's got like the big letters, P-A-U-L. <laughs> and it's just, it's amazing. Darren Dreger is the least liked broadcaster in Toronto right now, which is crazy coming from a TSN employee. But I, it seems like, it seems like Darren Dreger never really does anything. A friend of mine has kind of pointed this out before. It seems that Darren Dreger always comes in like, Five minutes after somebody else already <laughs> produced a scoop, yeah, or comes up with like a fall, like oh, so and so, such and such, kind of like the how he said like oh, the four first round picks for the uh, offer sheet conversation can come in five years. He kind of does that. He'll just like throw in a right. little like tidbit of info, but he doesn't actually produce any inside information like he is paid to do. Right, and I never really noticed it, but man, now that I have a hating on him. Because of my Mitch Marner shit, oh my god, he just gets the sloppy seconds and <laughs> seems like it. It's like, oh, but he he's said like, this. oh sweet, I'm gonna interview his mom. Every t- like he just he he put so much like, oh Mitch Marner getting get for thirteen and fourteen million dollars and all this shit, and it's just like, okay, Mister Fenton, we figured it out. Like you can stop. Oh boy. It's just, it's crazy, and it's it's insane. But it's good that Twitter has figured it out, because really gave it to him. And it seems as if he's tweeted less about Mitch Marner so far since then. <laughs> it's probably a good choice. Probably. Um, next on the list would be Sebastian Ajo. Mm-hmm. This is another player that I kind of heard should get off sheeted just because it's Carolina. And Carolina's 
probably trying to screw it to him. Yeah. There apparently was a rumor that they offered him $6 million a season. There's an offer, or there, there's a rumor that Carolina offered Sebastian Aho six million a season. For how many seasons? Eight. What? <laughs> like, what did he say? He's probably like, uh, uh goodbye. Did what? <laughs> uh, do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> cannot confirm said rumor, but it's like if that's true. Carolina has grossly misread the situation. Oh, God. If that's true, that is just bad. That's terrible. Yeah. Because what does Ajo think after that? Yeah. It's man, like, it's oh, like, okay. You don't value me? So okay. I'm worth $6 million to you. Bye. Great. <laughs> I'm going to talk to other people now. Fuck you. <laughs> um, Miko Rantanen, fourth on the list. This is a spicy one. I kinda, We've kind of talked about it before. It's kind yeah. of on the lining range, right? Where it's good season, good season, great season. Where line is the great season and then a good season. For for me, spicy. he's trending in a lot better direction anyway, mm-hmm. and it seems like he's he's a shoe in. Oh, pay yeah. him, pay that man his money. He's gonna be worth it. Pay the man, but it's just it, it's kind of like the flames offer like you know like I've t- we've talked to people where it's like oh Kachuk can't make more than Johnny Gaudreau or Sean Monahan that's bullshit he's not a better player than them blah 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 it's like, well you got to get past that yeah cuz in Colorado it's the same junk yeah you can't tell me that he's not going to make more than 6.3 million like Nathan that's not happening yeah. period for sure it's just not. I feel like these days you can't. You can almost not even compare contracts that are literally like a year apart. Yeah, it's so hard to. It's so hard because I feel like the landscape of all the contracts for different, you know, tiers of players. It they, changes every single offseason. Exactly, and it, I think it has a lot to do with, like, obviously with the supply and the demand. Yeah, as everything else is freaking set in price all over the world. What's his name's not like Tyler Myers isn't commanding eight million any other time oh yeah like if he was or six plus like yeah probably even last year like if there's no way i don't think i don't either but yeah it's just you know land changes and deals get signed differently and yeah. whatever uh kachuk is Kachuk's five. getting paid more than johnny and monty oh and yeah. probably geo yeah just learn to live with it and if you don't think he's worth that then you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> really beating around the bush here, Jared Martin. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> uh, Matthew Kachuk on five. Yeah, like you just said, he's gonna get paid. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It's just the the length, and that from what I've heard with Toronto and Marner, it's, it seems like the length is what's the question mark too, mm-hmm. not the money. Which, fingers crossed, the ten by eight. Is what he's hoping for ten by five, which is still a lot. Yeah, for a shorter deal, right? Ten's a lot for that. But ten by five isn't. It's not good. I think I, I like. I don't know. I'd I rather like... ten by eight. Well, I think obviously. everybody would. Um, it's the th- it's the thing. It seems like these guys aren't getting the fact that like shorter term means less money. Which when you look at less Carson, guaranteed money, yeah. 
But that's what I mean. But like, it's just like the bridge deal. You know, you're like, you look at uh, Kucherov. Mm-hmm. His bridge deal was like four something. Yeah. And then he turned it into 9.8 something. Mm-hmm. It seems like these guys want like a bridge at like 8 million. Yeah. Which that's is not crazy. how this works. Yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Right? Yeah, even like, even like a five year. that Yeah. Five, it should be like. If you're going to get 10, yeah, nine. sign for eight, buddy. Because like. Yeah, I, I see, I see it there. You know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, five years the money goes down, but the thing is, Matthews doesn't seem to get the didn't seem to get the discount, so they're gonna fucking for ten for five, I guarantee it. <clears throat> yeah, could be interesting. Uh, six on the list, Timo Meyer. He's a good player, but not like the top five of this list. No, that's where it takes a step. Yeah, but. He's got a lot of potential. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. For sure. Um, you'd think that freaking San Jose got to get done somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. sure they will, but hopefully not too much. They're hurting San Jose, man. It's like, I wonder, I wonder what happens with Pavelski. I wonder. They almost don't have the money for Pavelski. Well, right. I don't, I don't think he's going to be coming back. Like, I think. If there's a will, or if there's a way, they'll try their ass off. To it. But he's gonna unless he's gonna want sign, some money unless they sign Pavelski for like six years at you know four or five, <laughs> which is just insane. That's like not that doesn't, that doesn't sound, <laughs> that's not happening. Right? Like they pretty much just don't have the option. They yeah. have fifteen and a half million dollars in cap space. Yeah, to sign five forwards. If you include Pavelski in that, that's six or seven. Yeah. Easy. You, you, yeah. Probably easily that. Right? And that's probably six That's probably six or seven for like five or six years. Yeah. Right? If it's shorter than that, it's probably like eight. Yeah. If, uh, like if he does a two or three, it'd be pushing that probably. Right? So Plus there's rumors. Is he 31 or something? What is he? What is he now? Um, he might even be older than that. He's getting up there, isn't he? I think so. But um, there's rumors that now that Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, so like that's the thing. Six years is a long time. But yeah. for the cap hit, you almost have to. Because they got to be able to win in the next three years. Basically. Yeah. Definitely in the next five. Well. And if you sign him for eight. For the next three, that's going to be pretty hard. That whole team's going to be changing big time over the course of like the next three, four years. Yeah. So, San Jose is just in for a rough go, very yeah. rough go. Yeah, should have got it done while he could have, boys. Should have got it for Jumbo, but then you didn't get your five minute power play. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, next on the list would be Brock Besser, which. Maybe it's because we watch him slightly more, but I feel like Besser's a better player than Meyer. Maybe. I feel like he offers more. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, that is true, though. Like The only time I really watched San Jose this year was when the Flames played them A or in the playoffs. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. I, I like Besser. Besser's I a great player. do, too. Um. I think he's a leader too. 
which is a big thing, especially for a younger team. I feel like he's going to be one of those players for a long time yeah. that is relied on. And I feel like I heard a lot about his character and everything. So him and, uh, him and Pedersen are pretty much the uh, taker of the reins for that team. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, yeah, so this particular thing goes, Brock Besser is probably looking at either a bridge at, you know, four or five or a long-term deal at like seven to eight or six to eight, mm-hmm. which six to eight for Brock Besser versus six to eight for Tyler Myers. Sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's not the same player. It's a different position. All this stuff. Yeah. But. I feel like, well, I feel like Besser's got just a lot more to offer. Yeah. There's He he, he pretty much does it all. So, yeah. I'd say that's worth it. He's already passed Bo Horvat, for sure. Yeah. Uh, in terms yeah. of, like, where he fits in on this team. Yeah, I'd agree with that. This is a surprising one because it doesn't, to me, seem like it's brought up very often. But Charlie McAvoy is number eight on this list. I honestly had no idea he was an RFA this year. Oh, my God. Neither did I. But, then this is the other thing that blows my mind. Okay. Shit. Charlie McAvoy is an RFA. Man, Boston must be in tough. <laughs> Wrong. Boston has so much money. Yeah. Um... Boston has... They're projected at $12 million in cash space, which doesn't seem like a lot. GM. But they have 12 forwards under contract, and they have, other than McAvoy, they have seven defensemen on contract. They, they really don't have... They literally only have to sign Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. And then if they want, Brandon Carlo, too. Yeah. They have a couple guys on, you know, cheap deals like Stephen Camper. He's eight hundred grand. he will probably go to the minors if they sign McAvoy, or sorry, when they sign McAvoy. Connor Clifton, same kind of thing. He's on a two-way, so he doesn't need waivers. Stephen Camper's 30, so they're not really worried about him getting picked on waivers anyway. But it, even if th- like if that's the case, they have Charlie McAvoy as an RFA and Brandon Carlos an RFA. Yeah. And they have $12 million to do it with. Are you shitting me? Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, like, they're... I saw, the, I saw McAvoy on the list, and I was like, oh, my God, Boston's fucked. Nope. No, they're not. No, they good. <laughs> yeah, McAvoy. Holy I, man, I like McAvoy too. He's pretty good. Yeah, except he's he doing a little bit of shit I didn't like in the playoffs. Well, but that's yeah. just Boston. So that's Boston. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect for him. But I mean, again, what the hell is he gonna make? A lot. If Myers over the eight, <laughs> I could, I could see. Well, definitely over six. If this is, yeah. if we know anything about the freaking defense going right now. Which, uh... He's definitely worth over six. The Athletics' Fluto Shinzawa. For sure. <laughs> For sure pronounced that wrong. <laughs> For sure. What? Uh, in Feb- reported in February that McAvoy turned down a long-term extension citing the eight-year, $7.5 million AAV contract that Whoa. Florida Panthers fans and Aaron Ekblad inked in the summer of 2016 is what he wants. I don't know what the offer oh. was. Oh, Okay. But he rejected an offer. I'm just trying okay, to find it. Gotcha. I thought, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. 
I'd say he's got some clout there because he's damn near their best like shutdown D man this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who else. Krug's more the offensive dude. Other than Chara, he's probably he's probably the best defensive D man on that team. Oh man, it's. But yeah, they they did well. I'm just blown away how well their cap is set up. Yeah, no wonder. Uh, no wonder they got GM of the year. Yeah, it's. I'll give them that. It's actually brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Next year they got some work to do, but I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be okay. Yeah, which again, right? That's the. That's the typical like. That was nice with with Coil too. You get that extra year. Yeah, he fit in real well with that team. Yeah, he did really. And then he he's really off good. the books when you need to pay DeBrusque. Exactly. It's right? perfect timing. It's unreal. And DeBrusque, is, he exploded this but, year. But I mean, like next year, Tori Cruz UFA, Kevin Miller's UFA, Chara's probably done. Yeah, your DN's going to have a little revamp. They're like they have nobody signed. Yeah, so you. It's, it's just, it's incredible how good of an offseason they're going to have this year. Yeah, just And they'll so be basically much. the same team. Yeah, so relaxing and. Yeah, oh, darn, we have the same team that kicked ass last year. <laughs> Went to the cup final. And, like, had a great season. Yeah, right. It's, rough. It's insane. Well done. But at the same time, it's, again, like we were talking about, you don't just spend money because you got it, because next year you exactly. don't got it. Yep. <clears throat> don't, Which, get, don't get complacent now. As Lee's fan, fuck yes. I'd like to watch them struggle. <laughs> fall. Burn and fall. <laughs> um, after Charlie McAvoy, we're looking at... Uh, Truba. Kind of surprised he's this far down the list. But he definitely should be below uh, McAvoy. Myers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He should definitely be below McAvoy for sure, in my opinion. Yeah. Problem is he might make more money. That's true, too. Right? That's just kind of the way I feel about it. Well, yeah, a little bit older, a little bit more weather, or uh, not weathered, but I guess battle-tested. That, too. Yeah. Not that is, he's proven to be. I I just I don't like him, so I don't really care. <laughs> uh, um, Kyle Connor, way down the list of ten. That's actually kind of crazy. I understand. It makes sense, I guess. You have to have people here on the list and stuff, but like, <laughs> you think he's he's super important to that team. Yeah, like like really important. Like, I don't know. I kind of think he's better. Like, I think he's more important than Brock Besser. Well, like, I think he's... I really think he's more important than Timo Meyer. Yeah, I think he's proven to be more important, and he's, like, proven to be definitely a top-line center. Like, he, he can be. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, I guess. well, like, is... Wait, yeah. Never mind. Um, yeah. Obviously, this list isn't based on anything uh, too crazy. Yeah. This is crazy too, though. Kyle Connors at ten, Patrick Line is at eleven. <laughs> Which definitely, when it comes to money, is not happening. Well, Unless yeah. it's a bridge for Line and not for Connor. Yeah. Um, I do like the thought of a of a Line bridge, but I do too. But I just I don't know if that's viable. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. 12 on the list is an interesting one. Jordan Bennington is 12 on the list. Mm-hmm. First goalie, very little 
experience. Very little to go on. Good luck signing but, that one. And of course, you just had to win the cup. Just had to kill it. And that little sample size is going to blow up here to a big old contract. That's one of those ones where it's very Koskinen-y. 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 Right? Like, that yeah. That could hurt you. Ten games in the year, if he's not the way he was, people are going to lose oh. their mind. Hopefully not, but they will. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because it's just you don't really know. Like, sure, he he did play like really, really, really good, but it's so but it's short. A goalie, man, and it's tough to say, man. How many times have we seen a goalie shine and then be absolutely ghost and gone? So it's happened a lot of times before, and we've talked about it. What happened to Niemi after he won a cup right? in Chicago? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Bounced around the waiver wire a lot. Yeah, and like he was on brink of AHL and blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is a spicy meatball, too, that I feel like is only on the list of 13. You could have had this whole list in the top 10. That's the problem with this <laughs> list. There's like there's just so many good, so many good RFAs. Yeah. But Zachary Wierenski. Mm-hmm. Zachary Wierenski is on the list at 13. Yeah. That is a stud defenseman. It's a, it's definitely a more proven defenseman than probably all of Well, no, maybe not the no, Truba. No, he, he's definitely not more proven than McAvoy or Truba. Yeah. But his ceiling is way higher. Yeah. Way higher. Uh, Definitely skill-wise. Um, Yeah. Money-wise, probably not because this is his first deal out of his entry level mm-hmm. which McAvoy's is too but Wierenski is just oof man that he's gonna be their franchise player probably once everybody leaves yeah it's like him and Seth Jones that is gonna be like that is a pretty that's a very good defense yeah, to be built for I a really, while. I really like Seth Jones. Me too. too. He's uh, he's great. He really he really turned out for that. Second goalie on the list is David Rick. We've touched on that. That's going to be a spicy one. It's just how you determine the proper number for David Rick is also hard. Yeah, it is. It's definitely not as hard as Bennington. Problem with yeah. or the the good thing with Bennington is you don't have to really worry about the cup anymore, whereas the Flames still. Need to get Riddick done at a cup favorable dollar figure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the 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 other scary part for Riddick is the fact that, or sorry, the scary part for the Flames from Riddick's side of things, no goalies. He can, like, you need him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty much. Unless you already got, like, your eye and ears on someone else. Yeah. He's, like... The only hope you have. There's not too many stud goalies on the market. Yeah, exactly. Like it. There's usually a lot of gambles. there's not anyway. But... There's a lot of gambles. A lot. Yeah. Riddick's gonna sell himself as the, the devil you know, basically, right? Yeah, because who else really is there? There's like Morazic, 
Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky ain't coming here. They don't have the money for that. <clears throat> like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, you can scratch that one. Yeah, just take that off the list. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You got Talbot, Smith, which ain't happening, obviously. And Mrazic. Basically, right? Um, I guess is Howard is Howard actually so Bobrovsky, Varlamov, Smith, Talbot, Cam Ward, which that's not your starting goalie. Neuverth, Chad yeah. Johnson is a UFA. Chad Johnson, bring, bring him back. back. <laughs> hey, I'd take him back for maybe a backup. Robin Leonard is a UFA. Mm. I don't know if that. I don't know if he gets to but does July first, right? Uh, Marazic, Kincaid. You think the Islanders would want to keep Leonard? Yeah. But yeah, that's Kincaid. Kincaid's that's just like, a weird one too, right? It's like, what why the, the hell fuck? did they trade for him? So weird. So weird. So that was the most random trade out of the last. Of month. all the things they did, yeah, that Kincaid one. He did. He what he shoot trade deadline. Win. We need a goalie that we're not going to play. <laughs> we're going all in, like oh, really all okay. in. But like that's Kincaid is that's ten goalies, and you're pretty much like Al Montoya is eleven. Yeah. Ugh. Peter Budo, Anthony Emmy, no. even McAdam. Like this is a twenty-four-year-old guy that Leafs didn't qualify. Is fourteenth on the list. Oh jeez. I mean that's cap hit. So like there's probably a lot of guys in that. Like oh I guess yeah we missed Cur- Curtis McElhaney. Well, he was only making eight fifty last year. What a guy. He's definitely going to be coveted. He'll probably this will probably be the busiest UFA season he's ever had. I could see that. <clears throat> He had a 9-12 save percentage last year. Seemed like a lot Freaking more. Man. He had 20 wins out of uh, 33 starts. That's probably his most starts he's had all, like, in a long time. Yeah. Like, maybe ever? Oh, where's Brent when you need him? Calvin Pickard is the <laughs> UFA. Flames, come on. Sign him up. Starter right there. Um, Franchise goalie. Oh, Stolarts in Edmonton, I guess. But, um, I mean, that's not really what you want. Do you want anything from Edmonton, uh, especially if you're Calgary? You well, just, no. Cam Talbot, maybe. Yeah. Oh, man. Leighton. He was in the cup final once. <laughs> that was uh, with Ottawa? Uh, no, that was in Philly. Oh, okay. That was uh, oh, right. Patrick Kane overtime winner oh, from yeah. the shortest of short side. <laughs> uh, Dustin Tokarski is also on the list. but Tukarski, he's probably still a couple years away. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh, he's like done. not happening. Yeah, he was like, wasn't he like just like so scouted? Well, he back was in the day. Uh, he was the world junior starter right. for Canada too. Yeah, he was. So, uh, is he on? He was Tampa, right, or something? Wasn't he was he? on Montreal for a while. Then I think he might have been in Tampa Bay. But I don't know. It's it's crazy, right? It's just yeah, the market is not there for NHL goalies. Just yeah, like it's, it's not there it's for really defensemen, so it's yeah. I feel like I don't know. That's what, I. I would not be surprised if, as a legitimate backup goalie, McElhaney makes the most money coming out of here. Like, um, I'm saying legitimate backup goalie, as in like he's an actual. He backup. is signing to play behind a legitimate starter, not a one A one B starter. Yeah, which, which <laughs> like, so probably yeah, he won't he won't be. Like, I mean, playing behind a guy like Freddie Anderson or Tuka Rask. Not Riddick. Not Riddick. Or not freaking Mike Smith. Mike Smith. (laughs) Or not behind 
Mrazic or something like that. Like he was in Carolina, right? So it's mm-hmm. he's gonna make a lot of money, I think, and I think he should because he's had two or three solid years as a backup playing like twenty games. I feel like it's a skill also to be a really good backup. It is like to have the mindset to play backup goalie playing maybe a game a week is fucking important. Toronto fucking game a month. Yeah. So. To finalize this list, 15 has Kevin LeBanc. Or LeBanc, LeBanc? I think it's LeBanc. Uh, from San Jose again. Another one of those, like, if they sign Pavelski, can they afford him? It's. I just don't see. Yeah, I, I don't see Pavelski going back. I don't either. Which is unfortunate. I just feel like that's. Where would he end shitty. up? Right? Man, there's. Oof. And I, we'll see. I almost feel like I don't. It's not a risk to sign him, but it's kind of scary, especially depending on how long you're gonna go for a contract on him. I agree. If he's wanting like four or five years or something, that's kind of sketch. I just I don't know. I like the guy. He's a great freaking player. Best hand eye in the game. One hundred percent. Um, he's he's worth money, but. I don't know how long he's going to be worth the money. Yeah. So if you can squeeze in like a, I feel like a nice two-year deal somewhere would be fucking perfect for him. I just don't imagine he gets that. It's kind of like the Marlow deal. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of teams offered Marlow two years. The Leafs offered him three, so he went to Toronto, right? Yeah. And then look and how bad be a case. it bit them in the ass. Right. That's a disaster. It's that player was, favorable, right? That was a disaster for Toronto. Yeah. One year cost you a first-round pick. One year. Yeah. Crazy, man. So, I mean, that's the RFA list. It's July 1st is ultimately the UFA time. Yeah, it's going to get saucy. That list is spicy, too, especially just talking, right? Artemi Panarin, everybody knows he's a free agent. He is going to command a lot. Matt Duchesne, also a stud. Yeah. Maybe bad in the locker room. You never know, but... Still a stud. I feel Nashville, like, uh, has, Nashville yeah. that's the rumor that P.K. Subban got traded so they could pursue Matt Duchesne. Do not be uh-huh. surprised if Matt yeah. Duchesne ends up in Nashville. The number, I don't know, but wow. Like, you trade P.K. Subban, you're going to put a big pitch in for a guy like Duchesne. Yeah, and I feel like with Duchesne, and if, you know, with some of his rumors and history of maybe being a little bit of a shyster in the room, I feel like only time can and like these kinds of situations can kind of make him realize that if it is an issue, yeah, frig off <laughs> and grow up. Too. He probably matured too. I feel like he already has, right? There's players like that, and you can you can see it. I yeah. feel like he has, and frick, like he looks he's looked really good the last two years. The question I have though, Matt Duchesne is. 28. Mm-hmm. Pavelski's 34, right? You said? Yeah, 34, yeah. <clears throat> Length of deal aside, like so say it's hard, it's hard to judge. That's 6 years difference between him and Duchesne. Mhm. Who would you rather have for the next 2 years? Matt Duchesne, Joe Pavelski. Hmm. Because they both play. If you maybe, yeah, say, if you could only get them for two years or something. Yeah. 
I don't know. Because, like, obviously, you're maybe. taking a six-year deal. It's Matthew Shane all day. Yeah, right? obviously. Uh, um, I'd say maybe almost, almost Pavelski, depending on the team. Yeah, so a team that's in it, like, right on the cusp. Especially if you need a little kinda bit of leadership. Yeah. Kind of naturally, right? I don't blame Nashville for going for Duchesne. Oh, yeah. But is he that big of a loss? Like, is that is he that bad of a plan B if you don't get it in Duchesne and you go for – if you can get away with, like you said, a two- or three-year deal? Uh, yeah, like if if you're in Nashville, yeah, and you go for Duchesne and then you can't get him, I think – Pavelski's a great freaking backup plan yeah. for that. Especially, yeah, you can if you can get a two-year deal, fuck yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how great of a center he'll be, but you know, I think that's definitely why Power teams, play and, you know, that's, like he's magic. That's definitely that. why people are going to target Duchesne. But Duchesne's yeah. going to cost a lot of money because he's the top-ranked center, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, fourth on the list. Well, we've known Duchesne's going to command money anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> Zuccarello. Yeah, yeah, right. I kind of find it surprising that he's going to command, like, that he's fourth on the list. Yeah. But he's a good player. Yeah. Right? Like, definitely. I feel like I just don't know much about him. You know? He, like, played in freaking New York forever. That's probably yeah. why. And then broke his hand when he went somewhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah. I kind of forgot so about brutal. that situation. So <laughs> Oh, poor Dallas. Uh, Anders Lee, which reports are that the Islanders and him cannot reach a deal, so he's going to market. Right. Uh, Gustav Nyquist. The Sharks definitely don't have money for him. No, hell no. That was a kind of a swing and a miss trade. They didn't really swing. Like, it wasn't a very expensive one. Yeah. Not a bad deal for Detroit, but. He's almost like a. He's like a. He's one of those players. That like you can see that he's a good skilled player, but he almost just like doesn't find his gear all the time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, I feel like he should be better. Yeah. Like he's shown that he's can be really good. Like he's he's had some nice goals and like he's quick as hell. He's got a nice yeah. shot. But surprise, you know, he played in Detroit. Yeah, right. Who would have thought? Like typical, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, Marcus Johansson. This is kind of you're getting into the the gritty part of the UFAs, right? It's, it's all the rentals. Yeah, it's so exactly. Funny. You're getting into like rent, like the teams that people picked up for rentals for that like depth scoring, depth play, right? Yeah. You cannot overpay these guys. No, definitely not. Right, but it, somebody's going to. Somebody's going to. Yeah, it usually happens. Especially so. Marcus Johansson, right? Justin Williams. That's a tough. Like he's not going to command much. How long is that guy still? How He's old is 37. He? Jesus. Mr. Game 7 himself. Yeah. Again, leadership, not a bad thing. But you cannot overpay him. Yeah. And you cannot give him three years. Definitely he should not be your top priority player no. there. Joe Thornton. I feel like Joe Thornton, San Jose are bust. Oh, yeah. It seems like it. Right. Furland is a spicy one. Yeah. Right. I haven't thought about him in a while. I find it very surprising that Furland's this far down the list. Yeah. Because he is legitimately a top two forward, like top two line winger. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know 
know a team. He's a beast. I know a team that would really, if they had money, would really enjoy a guy like Mike Freeland in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> well, like he's he's one of those players that just fits a different kind of mold, you know. Tom Wilson light. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are oh, dealing yeah. with, like, a hella awesome thunderstorm right now. That's probably why, like, I don't know if the sound is going nuts, but power may go out. If it does, then uh, Sorry. the stream will end. <laughs> um, anyway, back to this. So, Furlan, like, for the guys down this list, Furlan's definitely, like, he'll definitely get overpaid. Definitely get overpaid. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah. Uh, Brett Connolly kind of has that big body element to his game. Yeah, that. Definitely not Michael Ferland style. No. Definitely Tom Wilson Light from Washington. Definitely, like, not surprised that they're letting him go. Mm-hmm. Wayne Train, Wayne Simmons, he's right. next up on the list. Uh, he's. Sounds, from what I've heard, that he's gonna get overpaid which is yeah. crazy to me I'm not, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it but it's just like he had a rough year he did. like his start in the the start of the season like basically till the trade deadline for philly was not good and then he went to nashville and was not good yeah it's gotta be <laughs> it is so loud in here even through the headphones oh yeah holy shit like, <laughs> Um, so yeah, Wayne Simmons, Corey Perry's interesting. Oh yeah. Corey Perry's interesting because I feel like he'll sign for like a million. Like I feel like he'll sign really close to league minimum. I could see that. And he's not, he's not necessarily going to be a five on five guy, but power play guy could like, if you have a power play that's hurting, he he might be worth taking a flyer on. Yeah, he's cool. already making lots of money from his buyout. Yeah, and he can't ask for very much. No, I don't think because so. no one's gonna give it to him. So this is another one. It surprised me that Dezingles this far down the list, considering mm-hmm. how much value he had at the deadline. Yeah. Uh, I th- teams will definitely be in on him for sure. Yeah. Derek Broussard, his. Best days are long gone. I was gone, gonna say his days know, are numbered. <laughs> oh, hi, dog. You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, Brandon Peary, not a bad guy. Chase on, or Chias on, or Chase on, or however the hell he decides yeah, he wants it pronounced the next time he goes to the team. Huge year. Check out this huge list of defensemen the NHL put together Jake Gardner and Tyler Myers. Woo! One's Kay. already gone. NHL.com ranks Jake Gardner at 227. <laughs> Where do they rank Tyler Myers? Oh, God. Where? Not available. <laughs> so are you telling me that Tyler Myers is deserving of 6-plus? What the hell is Jake Gardner going to get? Right? Like, it's just wild out there. I wish I was a D-man on, in, on the cusp of being decent in the NHL. God damn. <laughs> get paid out right now. Like... There is so one, what two, you're saying three, is we four, can. F- there's seven goalies on the list and two defensemen. That's so crazy. 
That's uh, legit. Is it's supply and demand? Like, this li- this list could be a little better because I think like you could have um, what's his face from Vancouver on there. Um, they didn't qualify him, so he's going to UFA. Um, oh, uh, like, Hutton. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not saying that Benny Ben Boy. Hutton is like super legit, but. He should still he's be in the depth. He's like he's, a, at least. I think a depth. he's top six. Yeah, I was gonna say he's at least a depth. Yeah. But I mean, that's that, right? Yeah. Defenseman: Bobrovsky, Mrazek, Leonard, Varlamov, Smith, McElhaney, Talbot. That's we were just talking. That's pretty about. much it. Yeah. Right. There's ten. In my opinion, there's ten goalies, maybe eleven. That's super scary for teams that need goalies too. Well, like, and having to need defense right now is uh, sh deal because damn no the dog um yeah i it's tight it's you might brutal. i feel like that is like a recipe for a lot crazier maybe unseen trades too right i feel especially like maybe there's teams some... especially for teams like we were kind of talking about right the flames have eight defensemen on the roster exactly right what can you fetch for that? Maybe One try and eight. package something up for a... the Oilers. Have eight defensemen on their roster. Yeah. What could they do? Not that they want to trade a defenseman, but maybe you could find a home for Sekera. Maybe you could find a home for Russell. Russell, yeah. Uh, the Flames. I mean, <clears throat> they're like we said. They have two guys that could go to the minors, but. If you want to, move I would say one. most likely at least one of those will not ever be going down to the minor. Yeah, so. yeah, right. <laughs> Again, so it's like now, can you move Michael Stone or something? That'd be the most advantageous move, but I just don't think there's a market on him. Why? Why? Yeah, Why? Actually, that's true. Tyler Mars is at six million. <laughs> there's only two freaking D men out there, right? Like it's that is true. I'm sure, like you got to hope that they're trying to shop him still, right? I'm sure that's like top of the freaking trade block. That's for them. uh what is it? That's three and a half million. Yeah. That would make life a little easier. You know, like like you said, right? They're probably shopping Hammock, they're probably shopping Brody. That's great. Why not shop a guy that you legitimately want? Yeah. You should be able to get rid of him. Like a t- like a team like Toronto, I'm not, three and a half million is a lot for Toronto. But for one season, the Leafs need defensemen, especially if Zaitsev leaves. And, like, the thing about Stone is that he's a good D. He just didn't have a chance to do anything last year because he's freaking blood clots or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, and I'm, that's not good. Like, he's... For sure. He's a 30-year-old dude. Like, it's not a good time to have a season off, but... Yeah. There's got to be a market. I liked him. There's got to be a market for him. Yeah, you think. Like, he's got a massive shot. That Again, I'm not so. saying, like, if as a Leafs fan, it would be awesome if Michael Stone, or if the Flames retained salary or something. Like, I feel like maybe I can't that see, might have to be in the deal, right? I can't see the Leafs trading for a one-year deal. Like, it just doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like a dubious move. Plus, that just makes next year, again, even harder for them. Yeah. Especially when they lose Muzzin next year. Yeah. Then they're going to be like, oh, we lose Stone, too. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Fuck. Sight's right, it's shit like that. So it's just, it's scurry. That definitely 
be scary being a freaking Leafs fan and you're like, oh my god, we have very marginal D-man and holes still to fill there. Yeah. It's like, ah, shit. <laughs> right? So it's... I don't know. It's... I'm so... July 1st is one of the best days of the year. Yeah. Because, like, trade deadline's awesome, but trade deadline's generally a work day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. July 1st, I wake up and it's hockey day. <laughs> yeah. All day. I'm just gonna... Love and it. Watch Twitter. I don't have to do shit. Season. Yeah. So. That being said, this was two hours. Oh my god. Oh my god. Holy fuck! Did we actually just talk for two hours? <laughs> two hours. <laughs> two of us. Okay. Well, that's how busy the off season is. And we haven't even got to the trade bait board. Yeah. That. We'll probably get to, when do we have, an, oh, next next week we will recap the free agent frenzy that was. Yeah. And we will touch on the trade bait list that probably is going to be far different. The top yeah. five on this trade bait list, Nikita Zaitsev, Jason Zucker, Phil Kessel, Ryan Murray, Colin Miller. Three of five are defensemen. Yeah. One of those being Vegas, and Vegas needs to get rid of money. So I bet you Colin Miller's not there anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there will be uh, some quick ones right out of the gate. Yeah. 100%. Phil Kessel was traded on July 1st when he left Toronto. Yeah. Will it be a second July 1st trade for Phil Kessel? That'd be crazy. We'll find out. You know, that's probably the best day to get traded. It's probably not bad. Oh, did you see the Ryan Hartman shit before we leave? No. Ryan Hartman got traded to the Stars. Okay. Then proceeded to not be qualified by the Stars. So I don't really know oh, why. Right, right. I don't really know why the Stars didn't qualify him. Aside, like, I, there was an article about it. Sounds like they just don't want him to go to arbitra- arbitration. Mm. They still want him for whatever. I don't know. Whatever. But it just so happened that Ryan Hartman about two days prior, had said he was going off the grid for a week, going camping, legitimately had no service or nothing, didn't even know he was traded. (laughs) (laughs) Like, his mom, a day after the trade, was like, yeah, he still doesn't know. Oh, that would be so trippy. How ridiculous would that be? He will get back from his trip, turn his phone on, and, like, his phone's going to, like, literally explode. It's not... You know, like, you joke around, like, oh, man, my phone's exploding. No, no, it's actually going to explode. It's going to be so many <laughs> messages, just 10 hours straight, and it'll just blow up. Yeah, just the vibrator motor is just going to, like, He's going to have to go out, get a new phone, then get that phone back, then that <laughs> one will blow up, and he still won't know he's traded. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, not that he's a huge NHLer, but the dude's yeah. been traded, seems like, a million times. Every time I deadline rolls like, around. Yeah, I feel like that guy's been everywhere. He was a... F- he was on the other side of a first-round pick going from Chicago to Nashville, I believe. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, so, I don't know. He's he's not that good anymore. Or I don't know if he ever got to where they expected him to be, but he's still an NHLer. Yeah. But I just it was a funny story. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. But on that note, uh, for those that stuck around and watched all of our two-hour ramblings, <laughs> Jesus. Enjoy July 1st. Enjoy your Canada weekend. Enjoy Free Agent Frenzy. Hopefully your team oh, yeah. doesn't sign Tyler Myers for 6+. plus. 
and didn't sign Kevin Hayes for seven plus. Yeah. And uh, see you on Thursday. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Adios.